Another year gone. <laughs> you probably know the Dumbledore reference, right? It's not particularly brilliant, but it's to the point. And the time here at Episcopal Hogwarts or Brigadoon or Avalon in the Mist is coming to an end for many here. And for almost all, there will be a time of stepping beyond the boundaries of these grounds and moving into the next phase of your journey. And some of this time may fade like the place can fade into the mist as you face the challenges and opportunities known and unknown that lie ahead. So, without many seniors here, but I'm going to say this anyway, there's leave-taking. So how do we say goodbye? And when? So there have been some beautiful pieces written in the news media recently about John McCain's preparations for death. He's facing the inevitability of an unremitting and unforgiving cancer. And during this time, he's leaning into the blessing of time that is known to be short. He's offering his last ounce of fight in the political arena, making one last bold stand against torture as a practice of this nation, and planning for a clear public statement of his sense of the common good to be issued at his funeral by those prior presidents and not the current president who have been invited to offer eulogies. More centrally, he is spending time with family and friends, and he's reflecting on his life and making an account. How do we say goodbye? Now, we faculty and staff here at VTS have long been in the practice of saying goodbye every year to people who have walked with us as students. And in our small group gatherings as faculty uh, with students, we've found different ways of encouraging folks to take some time to leave well and to say farewell to each other. We know something of what it's meant to be left in place as you exit this time in your life and embark on the next part of your journey and your calling. And some of us faculty are leaving and have been in the process of preparing our leave-taking. Amy Dyer and Bob Pritchard, two of our longest-lasting faculty members, are making their exit from this place. Others will, not, others will follow not long after in the coming years. This place does not remain the same. So, this time, these days between are so valuable as we take time to say goodbye. As you get your houses in order, pack your belongings, prepare to go, even while you wrap up any remaining work here, or plan and set in motion the next steps for the next place. You're already on the road, and the journey here is already concluding, and yet, here you are. You're here, you're still here in the in-between time that's such holy time. We hear so often that sad yearning of people who wish they had taken the time to say the things they wanted to say and do some things they wanted to do with the ones they now miss, who are now gone and out of reach. 
We know the treasures of those moments we have had with a few with whom we did exchange those gems in our time of leave-taking with one another. Today, we hear both Paul and Jesus speaking to us across the centuries from their own farewell discourses. The words are full of yearning, of deep desire for God's goodness for others, even when facing into a future that will carry Paul and Jesus away. I'm particularly struck today by Paul's words here at the end of the book of Acts. He's making his way to Jerusalem, compelled by the urging of the Holy Spirit, trying to make it there by the day of Pentecost. And I wonder if Paul was wanting to be there by the day of Pentecost. Yes, seeing what would lay ahead for him, but wanting to be on that ground in memory of what had happened there years before when he had not been there. And he, like Jesus, his Lord, has set his face toward Jerusalem even while sensing that it is chains and tribulations that lie ahead. He says, I did not shrink from doing anything helpful, proclaiming the message to you and teaching you publicly and from house to house as I testified to both Jews and Greeks about repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus. And so Paul is able to lay claim to that for which he has no regrets because he gave all that he could give while he could in his passion to proclaim the grace of his Lord and Savior. And then he says something fairly jarring. He says, and now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will ever see my face again. Therefore, I declare to you this day that I am not responsible for the blood of any of you, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole purpose of God. After this, and I kind of wish we had read on one verse, he says to the elders, look to yourselves and to the whole flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to guard the church of God which he won for himself by the blood of his own son. And then after some further words, he knelt down with all of them and prayed, and they all broke into weeping and embraced and kissed, realizing that they would never see him again. They didn't just leave after his words. They took time with each other, and they walked him to his ship, Now, in this moment, it sounds like Paul is washing his hands before the elders, letting them know very clearly that he, they are no longer his responsibility, that he had fulfilled what he had been given to do, and that they were now to take up the mantle of responsibility themselves for the community and followers of Jesus. Consider this one of the moments that we as faculty and staff are saying to you, Our work with you is done. Now, some of you know it goes on from here. But we'd like to say with Paul, we are not declaring, we are not responsible for the blood of any of you. For we did not shrink from declaring to you the whole purpose of God. And yet, we might also pause as we say that 
as we say that, knowing that we've fallen short even as we've done our best. But what is done is done. What has been offered has been offered. And what you have taken and received, you have taken and received. I believe we can say with Paul, look to yourselves now and to the whole flock of which the Holy Spirit is making you overseers. Take on your responsibility. We're not going with you. And you're not going with each other. You'll leave this place and fan out across this nation and world to tend the faithful and to preach the gospel to all you encounter and to seek the peace of Jerusalem and Palestine and any city and place in which you serve. In the end, this place can never be home and should never be home. Here on earth, we have no final dwelling place, including this seminary. This place is meant to be a gateway, a portal. It is, as you have found, not a place to escape. For wherever you go, there you are. And thanks be to God, wherever you go, there God has gone before you and is there waiting for you. Now take time, friends, to say goodbye, to mark your love for one another and to say, I'm sorry and I forgive you, and to honor and name the gifts given one another, and truly to say goodbye. It's holy time here at the gateway.